Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy, founder of No Hassle Newsletters, and host of this podcast, Dream Business Radio, now in its 10th year. Welcome to another fantastic live edition of Dream Business Radio with my very special guest, Tracy Brown. Tracy, how are you doing today? I am great, Jim. Good to be here. I've been excited about this for since we talked about it. I know. We connected a few weeks ago. I said, I've got to have you on my show. So I'm um, very excited to share your story and about your book. So we'll get to that in just a couple seconds here. But anyway, hey, folks, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the number one mastermind for entrepreneurs seeking faster growth and higher profitability. That is, of course, the Dream Business Mastermind. If you're tired of slow to no growth in your business, if you're feeling overwhelmed, unfocused, you have too many shiny objects and things like that. And if you, especially if you're interested in in uh, creating multiple streams of revenue, then you want to contact me, Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach at dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com. Nobody reads a commercial faster than me, even if it's my own. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Let me great. tell you about my very special guest, Tracy Brown, and we will dive right in. I'm so excited. I'm always excited about interviews, but man, I'm really keyed up about this one. She is a mindset slash fitness author, speaker, consultant, and coach. Her amazing journey was literally born from the trauma that came from being burned very badly at age eight. And then again, the trauma she experienced with the search and rescue team with the United States Coast Guard. Now, you know, a big reason I'm excited to have her on my show. <laughs> so my appreciation for the truly amazing work done by the Coast Guard obviously was heightened during our five-year journey aboard the floating home, wherever it is. <laughs> and um, fortunately, in five years, 12,000 548 miles. We only called them once, but it was during a very bad thunderstorm in the middle of the night. We, They were so nice and friendly and checking on us. We didn't need them. Everything turned out fine, but man, the Coast Guard is always there. <laughs> um, Tracy has worked um, with patients with both physical and emotional scars, all while navigating over 30 years of undiagnosed post-traumatic stress disorder disorder, which is PTSD, and that's why they give the abbreviation. <laughs> Tracy has been an entrepreneur for decades and is now an award-winning motivational speaker on mindset, excellence, and fun. She is a two-time number one best-selling author and a featured speaker on Amazon, on Amazon Prime series Speak Up, which is uh, season four and season five with her signature speech, The Dis-Ease, not disease, Dis-Ease of Playing Small. Man, that's that's right up my alley. No small ball here. <laughs> Tracy's goal, no matter the arena, is to help us learn how our mind is set. And I got to say it slow because I'm always like mindset and I, I talk really fast and understand how we can train our mind to serve our highest good. I'll also share this with you. I get pitched probably 10 times, maybe 12 times a week for guests for coming on the show and I saw Tracy's information come across my desk. I was captivated by her story. And I wrote to her and said, um, you are a veteran. You got a free ticket to Dream Business Radio. <laughs> this is her book. 
And um, I'm so excited. Tracy, I read this book. So it's a it's a uh, it's a good condensed book. It's a shook, as our buddies Mike Capuzzi would say, (laughs) a short, helpful book. I read this in one sitting and it actually caused me to stay up past my normal early bedtime. But um, Tracy, once again, welcome to Dream Business Radio. I'm so glad to have you uh, with us today. Well, thank you very much. I really, really appreciate it. One small little correction. It's not the rescue mission team. And back in the 80s, every small boat station had uh, a a rescue swimmer on their small boats. So it was it was it was pretty uh, widespread and and somewhat not organized because the rescue swimmer school was not even uh, it was probably a dream in somebody's mind, but it wasn't effective. So it wasn't even in, in effect yet. In our case, Stephanie and I were we were on anchor, and our anchor started dragging. It was horrific thunderstorm, lightning, and everything, yeah. and I, it was pitch dark. I couldn't see except for lightning, and I was afraid mm-hmm. I was going to hit the rocks on the jetty. <laughs> my yeah. heart was ripping out of my chest, and the Coast Guard was so calm, and it's like they wanted to give me a phone number. I said, "I can't write it down right now. I'm trying to keep my boat <laughs> off the rocks." Right. But anyway, yeah. all all worked out well. So your book is amazing. I truly like it. And again, I get pitched, but people also send me books, which is now that I'm not on a boat, they can send me their books, but. <laughs> But, you know, if I read all the books that come to me, but uh, this is such a great book. Um, and I'm Thank so you. first of all, when and where did you decide to write this book? And I'm curious how long it took you. <laughs> That's the funny question. It's it, I tell people it took me 40 years and six months. <laughs> <laughs> OK, because, you know, with PTSD, you don't, and that's why I talk about the dis-ease of playing small. With When you have PTSD, there's certain characteristics that you don't even know that you're portraying with uh, of PTSD. And one of them is playing small. One of them is self-sabotage. And so I'd been wanting to write a book for literally 40 years easily. And uh, a good friend was uh, a a writing coach and she had posted, write a book in 30 days. And I'm like, I've been trying for 40 years. I'll go for the 30 day. (laughs) 30 days. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Well, it took me six months. Well, actually a year and six months because I started to put pen to paper and that's when I really realized how blocked I was, how, how uh, inaccessible my thoughts and my memories and being able to put my, my feelings and thoughts into, into, into you know, some sort of context. Mm. So I told my coach, I said, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to go do some very specific therapy for military PTSD. You know, Coast Guard's military. A lot of people don't know that. But, um, and a year later, I came back and I go, okay, I'm ready to write. And the funny thing was, this is not the book that I thought I was going to write. This book came out of the time of realizing, holy Mm. crap, so many people. I mean, statistically, I've looked up a lot of stuff, you know, for the book, but statistically, 70% of people are affected by PTSD. And now with, you know, what we've been through in the last two years, everybody everybody on the planet has experienced some kind of trauma because of what we've been through. Sure. So I think it's a pretty important uh, topic these days, you know, and a, and a great time to talk about it. Yeah. And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, what was the book you were going to write? Was it all <laughs> just a, about your, your, you know, rescuing people in the dark, cold ocean or? or... No, actually, it was going to be about uh, what I encountered when I got burned, which will probably be kind of a, incorporated in my next book. But wow. uh, yeah, because that kind of started the things, you know. And, so in and the intro, build. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So in the intro, I, I it, you were eight years old and you you were burned pretty badly, right? Yeah, and then yeah. um, you, you obviously recovered, but so, but you had uh, PTSD that you didn't know about. I mean, now you know about it. Was was it even a term back then? Probably not. No, this. Uh, okay, so I'm going to date myself, right? Okay. So this was 1969, 
1969, there was no 911. It was a, it was an accident at my house just before Christmas where I actually reached over a candle and it melted the tape that was holding the cotton balls around my wrist. Mm. I went to shake my hand to put it out and it caught my cotton ball beard on fire. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And exploded in my face basically. And so, you know, three months or so long time in the hospital and 10 years of outpatients, uh, you know, it, it, it affects you and burns are, are, are funny like that. Yes, you have the physical scars, but there's a lot of emotional scars that go with any kind of trauma like that. So, that's so you went through your teenage started. years, right? Do, yeah. During all that. That must yeah. have been horrific in and of itself. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, oh, my goodness. Because kids are mean, you know? Kids oh, are mean yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah, it, it builds some thick skin. Wow. So that, so, so this book, um, so this just came pouring out of you once. I, so you were working with a, a, a coach. Uh, what kind of a coach? A, bu- a book writing coach? Or she a was coach? actually she was actually a writing coach, and she okay. actually taught me everything from how to organize the book to actually self publish. And and so we self published. Well, when I wrote my first book, I thought ah, I could write this book, and it was on, on the topic <laughs> of newsletters, and which I've been doing for 25, 30 years at the time. Yeah. And uh, I thought, what a masterpiece, a literary masterpiece. <laughs> and I didn't really think that I thought it was a piece of crap, but I said, I've got to hire somebody to spell check me because, you know, if I, if I have S-O-N instead of S-U-N, I'll be mortified. Right. And she goes, well, Jim, I can, I can do the spelling grammar checking, but if you want my honest opinion, this thing is like all Basak words. So <laughs> you need funny. to completely reorganize. I had to suck it up and hire her for her high-end program. Yeah. And boy, am I ever glad I did. I, I learned a tremendous amount from her. So we've been working yep. together for a long, long time. I, I um, highly, highly, highly recommend coaches. I mean, think about it. The top athletes in the world, every one of them has a coach. They have a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. They have all, I mean, they have all these people that are very specific to help them move forward in their career. Well, if we're looking to be an entrepreneur or we're looking to be the top in our field, why would we not hire a coach? Yeah. I mean, it makes and, no sense. No. And you talk about not playing small. I think that's even um, true because so many people, myself included, I'm not an author. I didn't go to author school, right? <laughs> author school, but, right. <laughs> author school. But I'm Love like, I, I know how to market and grow businesses and things like that. So all I got to do is put all my thoughts down and on paper not or a manuscript, Word right. document, yeah. and give it to somebody who's smart enough to make me sound like an author. And then we're off to the races. Yep. So anyway, can you um, take us back a little bit to um, to Tracy to when you decided to join the Coast Guard? Right. So this is I'm guessing around 20. Did you go to college before then or I did not? I I went uh, I had a very colorful youth, let's just say. (laughs) In the 60s. (laughs) No, this Uh, is in the 70s. Yeah, in the 70s, a very colorful youth. And so, you know, it was funny. I was kind of running from some bad things. And a friend of mine, she's like, I'm going to join the Coast Guard. And I'm like, the military? I mean, are you kidding me? They're going to run your life and tell you what, you know. And so I actually went to the recruiters to to get enough information to talk my friend out of going into the military. Oh. Yeah. And then, you know, again, I'm, I'm a believer that there's no coincidences in life. And you didn't see the exit door that you showed her. Right? <laughs> no. And, uh, you know, there's, a, you know, one thing led to another and I ended up in the Coast Guard and, and it's it was an opportunity to serve in a bigger capacity than myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talk about uh, the Coast Guard coming to get you in the middle of the night in a thunderstorm. They, You know, it's not like you ever go out in a nice day when you're when you're That's doing true. search and rescue. You're always going out the crap stuff. And yeah. so, you know, it's like I just and I was in San Francisco when I was doing this. 
And that's that's just gnarly water, and and it's just cold all the time. And so, so I don't like cold boot water. Camp, uh, in Cape Tracy, May, in Cape May, New Jersey, Cape May, New right, Jersey. right. That's the only one they have. And I mentioned a friend of mine um, who uh, I, I was his neighbor in Marathon for for three months was a, a chief. I think a yeah. master. I'm not sure if it's rank, but I know he's. A, I call him chief because yeah, he'll be a chief. But he was a trainer. He was a guy in your face in boot camp, and then he told us a. A lot of stories over a few adult oh beverages gosh. on the dock. So. Boot camp is no joke. The Coast Guard back then, I don't know what it is now, but back then they had what uh, basically a 65% fail rate. Mm, wow. So you'd go in and 65% of the people are like, I'm out. Uh, I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. So um, be- believe it or not, I do research when I'm going to do an interview <laughs> like this. People go, what? Jim, Jim must wing it awful bad. No, <laughs> I was researching this. I learned that physical and emotional traumas, there's similarities between the two, right? So yeah. Could you, and I know I also saw uh, in your book and then on mm-hmm. your blog, you have some um, something called scar tissue therapy. Yeah. Could you share a little about that, please? Yeah. Well, you know, my epiphany, if you will, came because uh, I do I do scar tissue therapy. I use a, a machine that's basically a high frequency vibrational machine because um, mm. scar tissue is the number one reason why we have pain or immobility in the body, period. And scar tissue in medical terms is considered confused tissue. And so what this machine does, it actually reorganizes this confused tissue so you have more mobility and less pain. And it's, it's a brilliant machine and I love it. And it's interesting because I was talking to a patient at one point in time and I'm like, you know, it's like you've got this injury. Let's say you've got an injured ankle. And when you first do it, the body shuts down. The body basically tries to keep that immobilized, right? It gives mm-hmm. you inflammation. It gives you pain when you do yep. certain things. You kind of go into shock for a second because you're like, what just happened? And the body takes a pause. And emotionally, the same thing happens when there's a trauma. Trauma is trauma, right? Either blunt force or emotional. And the body takes a pause. And that's called post-traumatic stress. It's the, it's the stress that happens after a trauma. And what happens is we kind of take a pause. And some people take that pause, evaluate, move through it, and that's fine. But 20% of the population takes that pause and goes into a loop. And that's post-traumatic stress disorder. This is very layman, this is very layman-esque, and it's not clinical. No, but in layman's terms, to, to me, what you're saying is it's like you're going into one of these roundabouts they keep putting everywhere and you can't figure out which way to get off. Right. And and it's like a house of mirrors because yeah. as time goes on, if you don't address this, then it's just like a physical injury. If you don't address it, sooner or later, it's going to shut that joint articulation. Hmm. It's going to shut it down and it's not going to function. Well, the same thing happens with our emotions. If we don't address it, if we don't address the traumas that are holding us back or giving us these characteristics of PTSD, then it will shut our emotions down and we will have no real latitude emotionally. And so that was a big epiphany for me. And it's like, well, because I'd never addressed it. I thought, oh, these things happened so long ago. They probably, I should be over this. I should move on. And I call that shooting on yourself. Mm. Don't shit on yourself. Okay. And so, so. I decided after I realized this, it's like, you know what? I need to address these injuries. I need to address them as if I broke my leg or tore my ankle or whatever. And there's just so many similarities, what the emotions do and the body does to actually address trauma. And then we have to be, we have to be the quarterback. We have to be the person that says, okay, I'm going to go here. Because as much as we'd like, nobody reads our mind. People don't know where we are. 
uh, after the book, I, after this book, um, I had friends come to, up to me that I've known for 30 years and they go, we never knew. I never knew that you were dealing with this. It's like, of course, because you get really good at hiding it. Yeah. You know? Wow. It, you know what? It's all, uh, I guess it's all in the head because it, it reminds me of uh, grief. I got very familiar with the grief people go through. Yeah. Uh, my sister-in-law lost her husband. Then I actually helped her write a book about grief and, and yeah. helping people get through that. So there's always a lesson somewhere. Right. But, you know, if people, one of the things that she says now as she coaches and consults with people is people didn't, I didn't know you were going through that. You know, it's like, Oh, you look so strong and you're all yeah. together. And so it's like, yeah, that's really something. Um, so uh, folks, the book is called rescue to recovery. It's really awesome. In chapter two, you wrote about obstacles and challenges. <laughs> um, and I, I may be conflating a couple chapters, but I think it was in that chapter. Where I read the story and, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think okay. it might've been one of your first rescues out of the helicopter and, and the, the, the the big gentleman uh, was not happy to see you. Was that yeah. was okay? Yeah, Did you tell I, I was, that? yeah. I actually was not in the helicopter. I was in the boat, but we were working okay. with it. We were working with the helicopter, so I was working on the boat. And yeah, this guy was just like uh, he was angry. He was angry, at, you know, because the first thing that they teach us or they taught us then, I'm sure they still do, is uh, we're talking a long time ago. Yeah. But it's like when you come up to somebody, you know, before you get too close, because they can actually jump on you and drown you. So before you get too close, you say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, my name is Tracy Brown. I'm with the United States Coast Guard. I'm here to help. Yes. That's what you say, because people want, you know, you would think if somebody's out in the middle of the San Francisco Bay and it's stupid hey, cold. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, good. You're here to help. He was mad. And it was, and, and I, I realized years later, I mean, because I'm just like, really, dude, I'm, I'm like, here, could we just kind of have a nice conversation or just get you into the basket so you can go away? Yeah. Um, but uh, I realized years later that he was, I, and I'm guessing, I don't know his state of mind, but I'm guessing because of where I was in my life, when somebody comes to help you and you're not necessarily what they envision, yeah, you're not the package that they envisioned. So, you know, here's this guy, and, you know, and I'm in my, I'm probably 21 or 22 years old. And this guy is probably 45. So in my mind, he's old. Yeah. Um, not anymore. He's a youngster to me now. But, um, but here he is, you know, some little girl, right? Is coming I think you said you were five foot two on your best day or something. <laughs> I'm five foot two on my best day. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, you see this, this little girl coming here. It's like, really? Great. Now I'm really screwed. Because, yeah. because that's what you envision in this package. He doesn't know that I'm trained. He doesn't know that I'm, I can really help. But I think also it, there's an embarrassment. There's a shame. And that goes back to trauma. Wow, yeah. There's this shame that we have that we can't get ourselves out of this headspace or we can't get ourselves out of where we are. We can't, you know, and, and it's, it's, it, there's a shame attached to it. Because there's a frustration. And a lot of times that comes out in anger. And I mean, I did that for years. I would get so frustrated that I'd be just angry that I couldn't move through or move past what was holding me back. And so, yeah, yeah I think he was very, I think he was just angry because he, you know, he couldn't fix it himself. And what a terrible, you know, hard story to tell. It's like some little girl came and saved me. It's like, yeah, that's, we all got a journey. There's so <laughs> many elements to that though. He's, yeah. he's mad for being in the situation. Then he's mad that you know, you showed up being a small woman yeah. and now he's going to be safe, but now I got to tell everybody a small, you know, <laughs> maybe he had shame that way. I don't know. Right. Who knows? But, but then, and then, as you said, the, the greater, the greater thing is he's thinking, 
why, how come I couldn't get myself out of this? Which, you know, most of my audience are entrepreneurs, small yeah. business owners. And yeah. I think they think, why can't I get to the next level? Like what's right. holding me back? Yeah. Um, which is a perfect lead into chapter four, which is being brave. Right. Um, and to me, there's, there's no comparison to rescuing swimmers in the, in the cold waters of San Francisco <laughs> Bay, which I guess if you, if you think of the movie, um, escape from Alcatraz, there's sharks there too. Yes, so there are. You, all right. So you got all that, but you know, entrepreneurs to deal with fear every day. There's you know, for me, sharks. I had a great fear of public speaking, putting yep. on my own events, writing yep. a book that people would find out I'm, you know, English challenged and all these things that go through our heads. So talk about being brave. Well, you know, and, and like I say in the book, it's like there are so many definitions of brave. You know, some people think, yeah, jumping into the water is is a brave thing to do. I used to think I, I, I used to have friends that say that I was fearless. Well, when it came to physical things, I'd do anything, but I could not get over the fear of the emotional uh things in my life. And, and the, the, I, they seem like such huge monsters that if I even opened that door, it would kill me. Mm. And I think that's a, it's a very common theme amongst people that have dealt with trauma. It's like, if I open that door, I'm not going to be able to function. And, and being an entrepreneur as I am and was during that time, it's like, if I open this door, I'm not going to be able to function. I'm not going to be able to make money and I can't pay my bills. I mean, that's just survival instincts. Right. And so, but the interesting thing is, is when we're brave, and to me, when it comes to emotional trauma, the bravery is just saying something. Find somebody that you truly trust and you, and, and you know that they're not going to, you know, slam you, you know, somebody that will be there to support you and just tell them. Yeah. Because just saying that opens, opens up this place for this stuff to go away. And so I, I tell people that's, you know, that's a big thing to do. I've got, you know, a list of things, a small list of things to do to help get you into that space. But, but telling somebody about it opens the door for you to actually begin the process of healing. And it comes quickly when you're willing. And sometimes, sometimes you put yourself in a situation where you think you're being transparent, but you're guarding your, oh, yeah. your, your insecurities. Um, yeah. So a quick story, when I started coaching, um, and I really wanted to grow my coaching program. Um, and uh, I, I, I got myself into what I call a high level mastermind, which had some one of the guys I like oh, on high. He's in like multi-million <laughs> yeah. dollar coaching business. And I'm like, I was so nervous. First of all, I'm in Pennsylvania and I flew all the way out to California to be in this group and my foot's tapping underneath the table. <laughs> I'm a nervous wreck is here. I'm just little, little Jim in my head, right? right. Little Jim in his new coaching yeah. program. Right. And um, so on the break, and this was the saving grace, I, I actually call this my most embarrassing moment as an entrepreneur, um, Tracy. And I said, um, so on my a saving grace, he did it on a break and not in front of everybody he said, Jim, I got a question for you. So I know you want to grow your coaching program, maybe as big as mine. I don't know. And I know the things you're doing, right? Like you started writing books, you're doing a lot of articles and blogging and doing things. But I, he goes, Jim, I also know the things that you're not doing mm. to grow your business. And so my question is, I have a question for you. And I thought, oh, good. I'm going to get some wisdom heaped <laughs> upon me. right? <laughs> and he goes, sure. so my question is this, how is it that you think you're entitled to achieve the same level of success as maybe me and some of the others in the room, yet you're not willing to do the work that everybody else has done, which shows you the way? Yeah. Uh, now, I think I turned 10 times more red than the cover of your book, <laughs> Tracy, yeah. but it was such um, it was such a uh, holding the mirror to my face moment. Yeah. And that 
actually catapulted me to conquer those fears. Yeah. So I wrote multiple books. I did my own. I did eight live Dream Business Academy events. I'm, I'm, I do live stream. I'm not afraid to jump on the camera and, and yeah. say all these different things because someone actually challenged. I said challenged my manhood, but they challenged my entrepreneurship hood or whatever, yeah. you know. And so it's just that's what happens when you work with somebody or put yourself in a situation like that. Right. Where it could be, you know, really beneficial. Well, and the interesting thing is mirrors are very interesting because he held up a mirror to you. Mm -hmm. So he held up this mirror and people do one of two things when they have the mirror in front of them. They either do what you did and make the corrections or they run away from it and they don't ever do anything else again. Right. I mean, it's, it's really that black and white because once it, it's like, once you've had your mind expanded, it doesn't go back to its normal straight. It's its original state. Right. Mm -hmm. And once you see these things and these things are pointed out, you can't unsee them. So you, so you almost have to do one of two things, either turn away in anger or whatever it is, or you step into it. So I, I probably should have asked this off camera before we came live, but <laughs> I'm enjoying this interview so much. I know my, 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 uh, visitors, readers, lit form and listeners are too. Can, can we go five minutes? Because we only got about five minutes left, my normal half hour show. But can yeah. we, do you, are, is your schedule I'm in. allow that? I'm totally <laughs> in. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm having so much fun. I'm, I'm sure this is coming across. My own internal voice says, this is great. Keep going. So uh, in chapter six, so let's jump from the, the, what we just talked about to mm -hmm. chapter six, which is fight, flight, or freeze. Mm. And I was just talking to my daughter, Jessica Rhodes, about the fight or flight syndrome mm -hmm. you have to make a decision either i'm going to retreat and protect myself or i'm going to get the heck out of dodge right um so talk about that fight flight or freeze flight and it's an here's the thing that that i really like to convey to people post-traumatic stress is actually a very normal thing i was i was conditioned to believe that it's abnormal that ptsd means that i have an abnormality but post-traumatic stress is normal, okay? okay? Just as in the emotional world and fight, flight, or freeze is emotional, sometimes triggered by physical, right? But fight, flight, or freeze is one of those things that in the moment when it happens in the natural, like say with an animal, you know, horses are runners, right? Badgers fight, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But human beings, we have to make a decision. And so what happens physiologically is most of the, our brain function stops. You cannot make a real decision or, or a healthy decision because you're in the process of survival. So what happens is blood goes to the muscles and all these other different things. So you can either fight, fight, flight, or, or you just hide, you know? So in that, now, if you're in that immediately and then the, and the, and the, the, the danger passes with an animal, they just kind of, their hormones and everything goes back to normal. They start eating again and everything's good. Humans, some people just go back to normal. Some people stay in that loop of fight, flight, or freeze. And a lot of things that happen because of that, digestive issues, um, people retreat, they don't, they don't go out much. They, you know, certain things trigger them. And, and so fight, flight, or freeze really shuts down our brain's ability to make um, healthy decisions, for lack of a better term. So it keeps us from, from actually playing big. You know, we tend to play smaller and smaller and smaller, which is one of the reasons why I did the therapy, because I, I realized that my world was getting so small, you know, and, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm meant for something bigger. And even if it's just writing this book, you know, if it helps one person, that's bigger than where I was. Right. And, you know, so fight, flight or freeze is a very real thing physiologically, and it affects us emotionally in every which way. 
and 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 we have to, we're we're social beings human beings are social and we mm. need to be communicating and talking to people but when you have post traumatic stress disorder we tend to uh, hide away yeah and i mean there's there's i'm sure there's people who can help themselves in some capacity i just shared one story where it wasn't me and there's 10 others yeah. <laughs> people that helped push me i'm very blessed to have some really good mentors in my life but um, so when somebody goes into that fight, flight or freeze, and again, maybe they're just spinning around the, the, the traffic circle and can't figure out which way to get off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, well it's I'm, I'm guessing my uneducated guess, it's very hard to figure out which way to get off. You it's really good. need to get somebody's help. Right. Yeah. At that point in time, the deeper you go into it, and in my estimation, the way I've looked at it is it's like a house of mirrors. Mm. You you really don't know how to get out. And, you know, Brene Brown, uh, for those of you who know, she is, she's pretty amazing. But one of the things that she talks about is um, connection. And somebody put told her that her books are in self-help. And she goes, well, that's just such a misnomer because yeah. we really can't help ourselves. And my friend Carol Boston, she's a coach. And she's like, most of us can't help ourselves because we're in this jar and we can't. Uh-oh. Oh, goodness. Well, I'm going to wait a couple of minutes here and, and see if Tracy comes back. <laughs> I wonder what happened there. Power outage or did her, her hand hit her keyboard? I know. Rut row. We'll wait just a couple of minutes and see if she comes back. If not, I will thank her appropriately. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's chiming in. Gremlins. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, Phil Brakefield, did you have anything to do with this? No. Um, all right. Oh, oh, here she comes. Wait a minute. There? there we go. Don't there we are. There. <laughs> I said, either your hands are going and you hit the keyboard or you had a power outage. Uh, there is some sort of a power outage or something. I don't know, but we're back. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's really good. And you know what? That's why we're all here. I believe, I think everybody's has a God-given skill or talent. We're here to serve each other. I also yep. believe that. So yep. if somebody's got a skill or a talent or a gift that can help other people, whether it's through the book or doing interviews or doing whatever, I think that's really what makes the world go around. Not to sound too 60s there, but- No, but I agree. I yeah. agree. It's one of the things that I teach all the time. It's like, we all have a voice because we all need to speak. Because some people are going to hear you, Jim. Some people are going to hear me. Some people are going to hear our, our mutual friend now, Mike. But not everybody's going to hear us. That's we, right. Everybody's voice is necessary. Jim Rohn, a great, the great philosopher, you know, he said each of us needs all of us. We yeah. really, we really need this. Boy, you, you are close to my age. If you, you all these names you're throwing out there, I know them. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse me. So, uh, nursing my bad cold there. Anyway, so just yeah. curious, did boot camp teach you anything about being an entrepreneur? And I probably not when you're going through it, but you know, with hindsight. Um, yeah, because, you know, it's interesting. Boot camp, I was, I was a little older than uh, most of the kids in boot camp. I was 21. Most of them are in there at 18 or 19. And boot camp is like this big, it's almost like a facade, but it's, but it's, 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 it's trying to congeal, trying to get people to work as a team, um, making the, your commander the enemy and everybody has to ro you know, rally but it teaches you teamwork. It teaches you that, you know, everybody's pretty much the same, you know, nobody's better than anybody else. Yep. And I mean, these are just life lessons, but it also teaches you, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to say something we're on Facebook, so it's probably not going to be too bad. But one of the commanders was like, I'm going to jump up your ass and explode if you don't do this and this and this. And I'm like, 
And all the other kids are like, oh, my God. And I'm like, and I just looked at him. I go, do you really think that he could actually jump up my ass? <laughs> it's an expression, okay. <laughs> and explode? I mean, imagine. Oh. So it kind of helps you kind of look through some of the BS, too. So, I mean, there's, I think in any situation that we can find ourselves in, we could literally get a lesson out of it if we, if we truly want to. Because all of life is a lesson. So, Tracy, what was the... Um... And I, so we got about four minutes here, then yep. we'll have to go. What's the process from when you get out of the Coast Guard to when you then kind of transitioned into being an entrepreneur? Um, when did you realize your gift may be helping people with PTSD? Oh, gosh. Wow. That's a long journey. But uh, <laughs> when I got out of the Coast Guard, I was an absolute mess. I mean, I was depressed. I was bored. And that's a, that's a very interesting thing that happens with a lot of athletes, uh, military because you're on such a high level of adrenaline most of the time. When you get out, all I could tell people, it's like, I am, I am bored out of my mind. I couldn't do anything to, to you know, excite myself. And you know, for probably in, in 15, 10, 15 years, I had nightmares and I was, I was just literally just trying to survive. Oh, wow. um, but uh, probably I would say the book was written in 2020. And I, I, you know, I always had this lingering thing of I wanted to write a book. I wanted to talk about some of the things that I've been through. Um, I would have to say probably six years ago, I realized that I, I, I might have a voice here. And then when I went through the, the trauma therapy in 2018, 19, I realized, you know what, I think I can talk about this. I, I really think I have something to say here. And then everything just kind of happened from there. That's awesome. Your yeah. website, rescuetorecovery.com. Rescuetorecovery.com is great. I was checking out your blog. I, we don't have time to go to, but I just want to tell people, if you go there, um, here's some of the blog posts. Uh, 10 tips for relaxation, getting a grasp on adventure, five secrets to happiness, bringing light into your life and why taking action creates success. I probably wrote that one. No, I'm just kidding. Did. <laughs> but um, no, it's a really good website. There's a lot of good information. Uh, rescue to recovery.com. My last question, um, Tracy, chapters eight and 10, I'll let you tee up which one you want to go. Okay. Trust the process and stay the course. I'm like, hmm, which one, which oh. one should you uh, answer there? Trust the process or stay the course? I'm going to go with trust the process. Because that was something, the word process, I hated forever because it meant I'm not going to go from A to Z. I have to go through B, D, C, D, you know, all those process things. Process is a word also, if you, pardon me for interrupting. Yeah, yeah. People feel like I'm different, right? Dan Kennedy, my mentor says, oh, <laughs> one of the things, oh, my business is different. Everybody feels their situation is different and no. unique. And it, you may have a process, but right. for me, you know, yeah. is, is uh, yeah. that what you mean by that? Yeah, kind of, sort of, but also, you know, it's, it's you, no matter what you do, whether it's write a book, have a business or whatever, A, follow the people that are successful, right? And most of them follow the process, whatever the process is, but, but it's, it's necessary because yeah. it's like, I, I explain it like a video game and it's like, you can only get the tools that you need at certain levels. You know, you go through this level, it's like, oh, I got this hammer for the next level. Well, it's the same thing. A process gives you the tools you need at the level that you're at. Mm. And as you prog progress through it, you get all the tools. But if you skip steps, you miss certain tools, and then you're going to be really hurting at the end of the process. You're not going to be as complete or as effective as the person that went through the whole process. That's so interesting. Gosh, now I want to keep going another 10 minutes. I won't do that. But <laughs> it is true. Like, well, why can't I get the benefits of being a, an author 
if I don't write the book? How can I get the accolades and get the attention of in in marketing go from one to one, which is how you start a business, to one to many, which is being a speaker on stage. But I don't want to be a speaker on stage. So there is a process. Wow, it's so fascinating. It's like Um, if you want to have a great body, you're not going to just have it. You've got to work out daily or every other day. You've got to do something. Drop the Milky Ways. Yep. Drop the Milky Ways, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, my God. Tracy, I am so thrilled. I knew this would be so much fun and, and a real value. I know this is going to go deep and be be listened to and, and watched by a lot of people. Rescue to Recovery. That's my little light there. Yeah. Tracy Brown. Um, I highly recommend you get the book. Where else do you want them to go? Or is uh, Rescue to Recovery.com? Yeah, go, go, go to the website and you can get the book. And, and uh, if you want a signed version, just at some point in time, send me an email and say you want it signed. I do my own fulfilling right now because, you know, right. small there business. Captain Jim yeah. got his uh, uh, signed oh, copy. Trust me, it looks signed. <laughs> Can't see with a reflection. All right. I don't know how we do this, but somehow we pull it off. We Tracy, it off. thank you so much. And, and you know, th- thank you for your service. Thank you for being a great guest. Thank you for getting through a lot of your stuff yeah. and putting the book down. And and now you have a business that's helping a lot of people. That's, that's gotta be pretty cool. And it's all worth the pain. I gotta say, you know, it's worth, it's worth the process, right? It is worth the process. Yep. You, you don't realize you. it when you're going through it and yeah. we all go through different stuff, but yeah, there's stuff that you go through and then you find out looking back hindsight, which is pretty cool. comes with age yeah. is, is, yeah. is a pretty good lesson. So thank you so much. Thank Tracy. you, Jim. Hey, folks, that wraps this very special. I always say very special. I'm going to say very super special interview with my guest, Tracy Brown. I highly recommend you connect with her, follow her, learn from her, get her book, Rescue to Recovery. You can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. That's kind of my home base, all websites and all blogs, videos, all my courses. They in the Dream Business Mastermind stem from there. Or if you want to go right to the mastermind, that is Dream Biz Coaching, dreambizcoaching.com. Remember, part of my legacy building program, because I've just been I feel like I'm being called to help more people, yet I love my three-day-a-week schedule, which I didn't change even though I moved off my boat. You can get all six of my books for free in digital format. Amazon, obviously, as a Kindle book. Barnes & Noble as a Nook book. And they're also available in the iBook store. So that's an education from me for free. Say that five times fast. (laughs) Anyway, until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, and I am the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.